Hi, I'm Kendrick. I'm Gus. I'm Hilda. And I'm Marcy. And we're the cast of Tales Yet Told. An actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination, thoughtful characterization, and inclusivity. You should go listen to our first season, Strangers in the Wood. Where we play Babes in the Wood, an over-the-garden-wall-inspired tabletop RPG by Adam Voss. It's fun. Spooky. And full of weird characters, like Dex the diner owner and Miss Jackson the parrot desk attendant. And with lovable player characters, like Dakota, Dorothy, and Walter the Weasel. Follow us on Twitter at Tales Yet Told for more details and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. So go out, eat well, sleep enough, <laughs> and love yourself like we love you. <laughs> Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's, it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well, fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find bad heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. <laughs> Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh, no, that was definitely correct. Hey everyone, this is Dennis of Christmas Past. This is the bit I decided I'm going with since I'm recording this three separate times. And <laughs> with me, I have a player and their character. I'm Tony, and I play Omaha Ni Malibu Ni Omaha Ned Scrapple. And this is Dennis of Christmas Present, and with me, I have some <laughs> players and the wrestlers. Uh, this is Logan of Christmas Past? <laughs> no, 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 that's oh, my shit. bit. Tony and I oh, are Christmas damn. Past. You okay. guys are Christmas Present. Then I'm, and Adam's Christmas Future. Then I'm Logan Scrooge, then. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Kashan Tidy Tim Bacheldor. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to talk about your wrestlers? You know the entire reason you're here. I'm very tired, Dennis. I played Jerry. I'm, and I and I played Chris Cheney slash the masked lunatic. And I am Dennis of Christmas Future. And with me, I have a player and their wrestler. 
I'm Adam Visconti, and I play Grayson the Hammerhead Steel. So, Tony, tell me some of your thoughts about Worldwide Wrestling by Nathan D. Paoletta, the system itself. Um, One of the things I loved about this system is one of the things that I love about Control Group and why I like working with y'all so much is this that it's very much, um, it's it's it trusts the player a lot. Like, whenever it comes to, like, matches and things, it's really in the player character's hands um, to kind of decide the ebb and flow of the match, the rhythm of it. And so it, it trusts um, that everybody has the interests of, like, what's going to be the best match. Um, and that's something I love about, about y'all as well, is that you, you very much trust, like, your, your players, whoever you have, to come in and, and, and understand that they're, they're all contributing to, like, what they feel is the best version of, of their game, best version of their show. Yeah, exactly. Like... It's something I'll say a lot during this whole review, but I really wanted to test the system mostly for combat reasons. Um, as a GM in, like, prototypical D&D, I fucking hate combat so much. It is the worst, it really breaks up the flow, you can spend uh, three hours doing a combat session and you don't hit once, and that's bullshit. So I think this fun little... Because we, we've always done narrative-type systems, but this one gave a good ebb and flow to combat, whereas you were working with your opponent to create the same situation. Even if you knew you were going to lose kind of going into the match, you knew what you had to do to put yourself over, essentially. For sure. And I think that that's kind of what the frustrating people get frustrated with D&D combat about is that like everybody wants to have that big cinematic fight scene and they can like see it play out in their head, even if they're like on the losing side, even if a player knows that it's like a, a hopeless battle and they're going to have to retreat or something, they can see it paint the picture in their head. And so it's so anticlimactic when you get to one of those moments that you can picture so clearly about how it should look and what would be so cool. And you would just like roll like a seven and it's like not even a critical yeah. fail. So you can't make anything narrative out of it it's just like oh well the arrow missed you just spend like two minutes describing what you want to do and everyone's real hyped at the table and then you fucking roll badly and everyone's just like nope didn't happen gives the, the elements <laughs> of tension and realism and stuff that i know a lot of people like but if you're just trying to make a cool story it can be really frustrating and, and so I, I love that about this is that just the, the sheer fact that it's wrestling like that's what everybody buys into any stories with professional wrestling it's like it's all whatever is going to be the cool story and so I appreciated that they went all in on that. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the the half and half of it is that like combat is a bit of it, but it is the the narrative leading up to the match. It's the thing I've loved about wrestling, getting back into it in my older age, is that you know the wrest the match itself isn't that important. Uh, you get some like really good ring psychology sometimes, but the match is the blow off to the story you're telling. This is the the peak of the conflict. Is how do we settle this? Uh, I have beef with you, you have beef with me, uh, you're trying to steal my wife, Hulk Hogan. Like, how do we settle this? And it's and it's in the match itself, so I really love how the system also plays up. There's there's a promo element, there's a backstage element to it all that you all need to balance, and that's that's what I really enjoyed about the system. Which is so ridiculous when you think about it, because, like, I mean, when you get into stuff they did, I think, like, especially during, like, the Attitude Area of WWE, when, you know, people were getting hit by cars or, like, being buried under, um, like, yeah. concrete and stuff like that uh, backstage, the idea that, like, things would happen like that, and they'd 
still like want to solve it in the ring with somebody. Yeah. It's like, no, call the police. <laughs> like the thing with, like with our our thing, which uh, this is, hopefully everybody's caught up by now. But with Jerry, Jerry uh, canonically <laughs> like he, 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 he died and came back to life and decided to go do the tag team championship that night. <laughs> yeah, this is the only way to get revenge for my death was to do the twisted metal tag match. We, we have to slow down. You have to tell me what hell looks like. Like this is real. <laughs> this is proof of an afterlife. <laughs> All right, and if either of you want to give me some of your thoughts about Worldwide Wrestling by Nathan D. Paoletta. Uh, kicks ass. It's great. It's- <laughs> All right, good <laughs> review, boys. We're done it's here. Sick shit. <laughs> um, if I could use two words, I think I'd say fuck- fucking dope. Is that... <laughs> I, I think that summarizes it pretty well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, jokes, jokes out of the room, jokes aside, uh, it's fun as hell. It's, 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 it's so nice. Like, stats are simple, rolls, rolls are simple, dumb and buck wild as wrestling is. It's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the use of the playbooks and the rolls. And from being the person in the group that I think has the least knowledge of professional wrestling, um, I, I find professional wrestling to be a very fun, interesting, and appropriate, uh, medium to do role playing in. I think it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it allows you to do all the stupid things, as I was talking about with Tony and Christmas Pass. It, the the wrestling itself, the match itself is the build-up. All you really want is the narrative because it's all of this build-up, all of this tension, and how do you decide to finish off that conflict? It's like, we have to take it to the ring to see who can do the flashier moves. I mean, like, the um, the the main book um, it explains it well. It's like, like, look, wrestling, it's, 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 it's not real. We, we know it's not real, shock as it may be, <laughs> to find that out after ten episodes that wrestling is fake. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's still the story around it, though. It's, it's, it, it gets you, it's that sort of mythic, mythic maybe too grand, yes, perhaps, but it's that sort of basic, <laughs> you no, know, that, 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 that primal storytelling of, you know, good versus evil, want versus want, everything that desire to be the best, uh, like no one ever was, perhaps. I'm trying not to repeat myself since I have to record <laughs> myself three different times reviewing the system. So I'm trying to think of extra things to add on from myself to give you guys jumping off points so I'm not just leaning fully on you guys. I mean, you could you could cut it so it makes it sound like we came up with these on our own, I guess. <laughs> you act like I edit this podcast, Logan. I don't. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> Farm the table. <laughs> All of these tracks are actually playing at the hey. same time. I didn't even oh, put them wow. in order. <laughs> we love a good single shot podcast. Mm. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Perfect. So, Adam, what were your thoughts about Worldwide Wrestling by Nathan D. Paoletta? Um, I loved this system. Uh, it could be because I felt like an absolute star the whole time uh, <laughs> <laughs> going through um, the, our particular sessions. But I thought that the what I liked about it was that the storytelling was just as marked out as um, the actual like wrestling uh, for the mm-hmm. most part, which I feel like true to wwe fashion the story is everything um so when we when you initially said that this was what we were gonna do i was curious at like how much it was gonna go one way or the other so i was really surprised in a good way yeah especially for a system that i was really interested to get into because i really loved the ideas of the combat mechanics of it of the the ebb and flow the one two three system for rolling when it came to the matches and uh it's just it was a perfect way to blend the kind of narrative combat I always have wanted um, in our roleplay sessions. So it's a good, it, it gives you the tools to give and take and do your best to make the best combat happen instead of waiting for like 30 minutes for your turn and then just missing and being like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you in another 30. Um, I think my, my favorite uh, mechanic of combat was definitely the, the being able to, um, burn a momentum in order to like Mm. get out of the situation that you were in or uh not flub your your role or something like that because it it helped add to the uh just overall scenes like for example you know if someone didn't want to follow through with you know the the big finisher or whatever that that someone put on them um because if that hadn't been in there uh this whole series would have gone a lot differently for everyone (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah if yeah if you can interrupt like maybe the gatekeeper would have gotten one pinfall of the championship <laughs> match you know <laughs> i was honestly so scared that you were just gonna like do something terrible to me that i was like i just gotta do it fast i was just trying I was to like, give him one i was, I was, I was like, trying to give him one <laughs> I was like, this is going to turn into some kind of lesson from Dennis about how I can't be the star of every series I'm in, and he's like, they're just going to pulverize me, like, in the end of this whole thing. Like, I was ready. I was like, this whole show has been a bit just, like, against me. Like, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Adam thinks I'm Aesop trying to enact a fable on him. <laughs> We're saying that out loud is more narcissistic uh, than just. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, no, no, I I only bullied Tony's character. <laughs> <laughs> and then since we're since we're bridging into it, what were, were some favorite moments from the campaign itself, the storyline? How'd you feel about Omaha? I, I, I'm so glad that I got a chance to play that character because it, when it was starting mm-hmm. off of this, I thought it would be really interesting to be, play somebody who wasn't good at wrestling. Like who, yeah. because of those like backstage moments, like there's still so much you could do, um, with mm-hmm. somebody who just can't bring it in the ring. And I thought that'd be an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a lot of fun with him kind of uh, with his heel turn, um, and him just kind of scrambling for, uh, relevance and trying to shove himself into as much as possible while still doing as little as possible. Um, so I thought it had a cool dynamic with uh, like Adam's character, Grayson, who is just like pure skill, uh, like elite wrestler who is like can bring it a thousand percent in the ring and isn't necessarily so caught up with like his offstage persona. Yeah, there is there. There was no difference between Grayson, the character and Grayson, the person. 
<laughs> as it was a very one of my favorite like not funny but very funny lines is when uh just jerry is uh reconciling with grayson in the locker room and kashan says because you grayson broke my arm i mean like grayson the hammerhead shark broke because there's no difference between the two people <laughs> but omaha was a wonderful character um i think just from a storytelling standpoint because it was you got to the point where I really loved this, like, comedic heel side of Omaha, where I could just, like, I could k- kick the character down knowing that, like, they can come back and be the truest heel that they could be. And I thought it was just, like, a very funny, dramatic irony that Omaha Ned Scrapple was trying his best to stay relevant in the wrestling world and kept on bringing people to back him up when in the end all he needed was himself which was like the overarching the arc i was trying to tell with with omaha for sure yeah and i mean he stayed kind of heel even though he switched back to his omaha persona he stayed a heel which i think like is a very interesting setup for the season the next season that would never be um but uh yeah i think that i mean i re- i thought it would be important to have somebody who like you didn't mind failing like an audience i feel like yeah. ne- if if the audience wanted to see all of our characters succeed then it like could have become us versus a bunch of npcs that and we'd all you know mm-hmm. and, and that wouldn't have been as interesting and i felt like it was important to have a player character who everyone would be like yeah he should lose <laughs> yeah he definitely should take the pinfall on this one someone's got to be the jobbers someone has to do the job in wrestling and, god that was another wow. one of my favorite running things was buzz cut billy like and just incorporating <laughs> like these little jobbers on the side um that that kept coming up and losing um and, and the kid from columbus ohio discovering sexuality <laughs> <Columbus, laughs> episode by episode <laughs> this is like yeah we've uh, no spoilers but we recorded this one for so long <laughs> i looked at it today we started recording in june jesus um, christ <laughs> And that's why this review is segmented like this. <laughs> but it just, like, we we came into the system, we came into the own, and, like, you are, like, four of the funniest people I know. Uh, so just, like, as the season progressed, it just got funnier and funnier, and that's what I really enjoyed about it, is that, like, I, I laugh a lot during the editing process during these episodes, um, and I really appreciate that. For sure, listening back to these episodes, because it's been so spaced out, it's been like re- remembering things as they happen, like when I listen to them. it's oh, Everything feels fresh when I hear these episodes again, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot he did that. That's insane. <laughs> I forgot that the first interaction between Jerry and Grayson was him saying, good luck out there, and he said, the first mistake you made was talking to me. <laughs> said, okay. <laughs> What did you both enjoy about the season itself, NWL, and your your characters and interactions from the story wise? Oh, dude, uh, Joey Damson, he was he was so good. I love him. <laughs> got to smooch him. It was great. No, but like 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 I I was I was preparing it to just be like, oh, here's this cocky heel bastard. I gotta I got my cut gotta cut my teeth against and everything like that. But you made him so damn likable and interesting that well, the, and and then the the PP team up it just I knew how it had to go. It polycule baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's up? We tag team everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. It just it took us so long to record yes. this season that I just had nothing to do but think about this one character. Because <laughs> I really, I truly tried to give as much breathing room after the first episode to be like you guys can do whatever the fuck you want for the plot and i'll make it work um i just have to design the pay-per-views really but like in between the pay-per-views it's all you and the stories you came up was all of you guys Mm -hmm. putting in work and yeah so all i really had to think about was joey (laughs) damson and i was just like what if i was in this actual (laughs) play what if i had a chance you know what kind of character would i want to see yeah, dude, like, the, the pay-per-view events, so damn fun. The, the mansion, Wet and Wild, Death Row, all of them are just bangers, dude. They were so they were, so creative. Not not to they toot, were dope. toot your horn too much. There's so much creativity, so much <laughs> fun, so much... So much wild shit going on. It was great. I was gonna say it's funny because that was what I was gonna say. <laughs> is that that was <laughs> that's that's what I liked out of uh, out of NWL specifically was the uh, the structure and the the pay per view events were just hilarious and awesome. The fact that we can unlike real wrestling, you can go as big as you want and do the mm-hmm. weirdest things that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have your announcers on sea dues, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can have a Lil Nas X and uh, Kendrick Lamar show up. You could be Tony Tostito can be the heir to the Tostito fortune, and, like, and he can die at the end. <laughs> he can die and, at and the then zombify. Yeah. He comes back. He came back. <laughs> Zombified. Death isn't real. Oh, in the NWL. <laughs> It's a concept invented by people. <laughs> I don't even know how to oh spell it. <laughs> do you? No, I do. I do. Shut up. Yoda, you old sponge. Ooh, so and so. Spoke with my little body. The rest of the review is just us quoting Palpatine's journey. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and yeah, since we're kind of generally segueing our our way there, what what did you really love about the NWL, the story itself? Um, all of Kishan uh, gave me just like <laughs> pure life because it was so absurd. But we've seen storylines like that happen where it's like there's an explosion and someone's yeah. dead, but they're not really dead. Like I think the Undertaker has died like forty times. Uh, oh yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah. So um, I just and I loved that. Uh, Kishan just rolled with it. Like he was like he was yeah. like yeah. And now I'm Jerry, and now I'm scary Jerry. And like scary we, we Jerry. yeah. So I think like that in and of itself, we had like three very distinct characters that were all you know had a through line because they technically were the same person. Um, I loved that we could throw something in like Logan having you know an alter ego like his wrestler that only came out on a full moon. Uh, like that was again very specific, but. Uh, something that we wouldn't have been able to do, like if uh, the storyline wasn't as built in as it is in this system. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, Tony was nah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony mid, but <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, I, I really loved doing the story, and then 
uh, finding a person like you, who I know <laughs> very knowledgeable about the subject, uh, and can really get into the, the nuts and bolts of it, and the, the people we played with along the way, especially in the the wet wild regal wrangle. That I was Kevin on. cackling. I was cackling. <laughs> I, it was so good hearing everybody do their like random weirdness. I was like, yeah, you guys think you're making fun of wrestling, but you have now become wrestling. <laughs> you like, are wrestling. <laughs> you did it. You you tried to make fun of it, but you just did it instead. <laughs> you smell like weed. I am weed. I am like- weed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good story. Uh, the final thing I have uh, for this review is because uh, I don't. We might come back to this, but we'll see. But like, what what do you think is the future for for Omaha Ned Scrabble? I think that he is going to kind of become more like less of a Dusty Rhodes and more of a Ric Flair in the way of like he <laughs> kind of keeps the flashiness and stuff um and and uh becomes more of like an uh, outside ring personality. I see him becoming a manager basically for like maybe okay. uh, maybe like a Charlotte Flair kind of like maybe he has a daughter or a son um oh. that that grows up and like yeah we have uh fucking uh, Winifred Scrapple come in and and <laughs> like he manages her from the side and kind of just helps Good her old Winnie. Stuff. yeah Wichita Winifred or something holy shit that's really good yeah because that's the the bait i did with the architect i don't think cooper takes it from you because i think like after that leading into the next pay-per-view omaha would have like buried himself in the like i'm gonna pull myself up by the bootstraps and be a heel and then overtake cooper and then when it's revealed it's cooper even though it's obviously cooper joey steps back in after having like a month off and then joey probably wins it off of you at like the fifth pay per view, and that's when you when you take the high road and become a manager. Sorry, baby's being fussy. Um, yeah, no, I think that that that'd be a beautiful arc to have. Like to end with me, like the last match. If my last match was a loss, I think that would make like a lot of sense. My last in ring thing was uh, was a loss, and I kind of like just retreat fully into um, being a, a color commentator, almost like a personality outside of the ring. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, you take on the announcing bit for a little bit. Sure, yeah. You like a Dirty King Waller or something like that, like a or yeah. Bronnie James Dio and our thing. Um, and <laughs> yeah, just start commenting on matches and then interfering every once in a while. Uh, another another bit we did is you know because we uh, just because the t- the conceit of our show is we only test them out for a little bit is that we didn't get to see the full year-long season of the nwl so where do you guys imagine pp would have gone from here after gaining the tag team championships i i would i was i would imagine that there's probably some I, i'd imagine immediately afterward there'd be some sort of technicality where it's like well mass lunatic isn't a member of pp it's chris cheney who's a member oh. of pp so you've got so 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 technically only scary jerry uh, and wait but scary <laughs> jerry's Died too, so I don't know if I died. Yeah, we're technically members of PP. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I imagine that we would probably form our own yeah. t- uh, our uh, a scary tag team match at that point, <laughs> where maybe it would be PP Hapta versus the scary version of ourselves. <laughs> oh my God, Spider Man the Metaverse, but in NWL, that, that, that that's Holy great. Shit, That'd be, I don't know. No, I don't know works. how it happened, but it'd be dumb and fun. <laughs> yeah, because I have a bunch of like scrapped. Uh, pay-per-view ideas Uh, that would have happened if i didn't choose the three i did so the next one would have been in las vegas nevada and it was gonna call triple sevens in which they they're in the the three big hotels in on the strip you know the luxor and two others (laughs) and (laughs) the pay-per-view Pay-per-view takes place at the same time. There are seven matches in these three different places all happening at the same time that's fun um, and then you're you're just like, oh, how how can they make it from uh, the Grand Palace to the Luxor in time to interrupt this match because they have beef and, and, oh, and yeah. fun shit like that? So at that one of the triple seven matches definitely would have been like a tag team tournament, as you guys would have to vacate the belts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we'd be long time belt holders. That's that's all I'm saying. There's <laughs> if there's one thing I know about PP, it goes strong and we. we <laughs> It goes. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't last long. <laughs> <laughs> last long. Nothing plastic about this PP. You know, it, gr- it grows on you. It's a grower, not a shower, but it can be both. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys, anything else you want to say on the review on record? Uh, I, 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 not that. Well, we have to record like hour hour half long episodes and stuff like that so there's a, so like i mean we've got time recreate time restraints with with you know putting this out as a show and everything like that but uh for those i guess it's for those int- interested in doing this this you can you can make the uh, you can make each session as involved and as wild as 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 you want you, i i something yeah so i I wasn't sure, not not as a critique necessarily, but like I, w- I was curious how much would actually play in with like the ma- the people behind the mask, as it were. Like I was wondering mm-hmm. if we would have more time yeah. to be more real, like that. And I think we had good moments where that where that realness was able to shine through through the performance. But like, at, but, but but folks could definitely have it. So like like. Try try to play around with that like uh, delineation mark and everything like that. Play around with it even more with with more time and everything like that. Because the book itself like makes it clear like you're just you're just playing the wrestler really not the not the person behind the wrestler and it only has a few moves for like what you can even do backstage really like with play mm-hmm. politic as its one basic move. But there's like there's not much you're supposed to influence with the show itself. Like you're you're able to come up with your storyline and everything and try to force yourself to be booked into things but there's no there's no actual chris cheney or <laughs> actual edward uh, oh, scrapper what, what the hell coming was the name i gave be like hey God. i gave him an actual name besides chris cheney i have to i have to find what it was <laughs> oh really yeah. i didn't even give my character a last name <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no one no one cares people only care about chris cheney not a- Ben Williams. Ben Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue 
into the last section of the review is that, you know, we, we, we fall to the conceit of the show that we only have 10 episodes. We test it out for a little bit. So we didn't get through the entire season of the NWL. So where do you imagine Grayson going? after Ooh. death row what what is a little bit of the storyline of what would happen to grayson afterwards you feel yeah 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 um so i think we ended in that perfect moment of of i put on the uh the undertaker's hood you know um and and i think i i think i adopt that persona moving forward i think we see a fall from i don't even think you can call it grace but a fall from <laughs> status from from the gatekeeper uh and uh but i think that that uh, my take on it is is uh, less like spooky. Like we had a real mm-hmm. execution. Uh, that just, like, <laughs> yep, yep. Happened, actual you know? murder. Yeah, yeah, actual just like live entertainment murder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the good old days. Uh, and yes. um, uh, <laughs> and I think I would take it in like a um uh a less dark direction mm-hmm. uh, but keep with the, this like kind of like religious godly theme of like baby faces and like i i think less for the company and more for like the good of the nwl like as Mm -hmm. a as a concept rather than the brand yeah i love that and i think your your first opponent out of the bat would have been amy pretty bird kits yeah uh because i feel like that would be good themes coming back for anti-disestablishment versus you are the man now in all regards, being the champion, and then she still has members of your old faction back in her, so where does that come into play in the allegiances you made back then, and where do they stand? Um, I think, first of all, I would kidnap everyone and take back the Riptide <laughs> Den. Uh, except, uh, so, you know, except, I don't know, now it would be, like, some weird underwater, like, religious shrine <laughs> vibes uh rather, yeah. rather than like hey what's up beach boy surfers um so, <laughs> uh but yeah i definitely um i think there would be i think there would be tension i would say with all of the players that we've seen come through in our in our series um because also i mean we went from omaha to malibu uh yeah. basically giving himself up because that would be the exact opposite of what was is expected to be proper and i think now my mindset is well no that should be proper you know um yeah. so, so i think i think it would really become grayson uh against against everyone you know trying to keep this brand of the end or the the concept <laughs> of the end of ul but like really being the only person fighting for that thing because it's something i've essentially made up now all right tony if you can give your nonsensical rating for worldwide wrestling I will, uh, I will say I give, uh, NWL or Worldwide Wrestling nine out of ten, uh, feet of high powered, no nonsense action encaged in a steel nightmare dome. <laughs> All right. I'm probably going to steal how Adam is going to rate this, but I'm going to give this nine Randy Ordens out of ten. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this system uh, 16 uh, Dave Batista riblet muscles out of uh, 14. <laughs> Did you guys hear that the Dave Batista McRibbit is back? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I, I love when they bring that back. This is 
This must be so topical since... <laughs> My god. <laughs> I'll take a bite. Oh, solid. Uh, I, I would, I would give this a, a solid, uh, five RKOs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was close. Logan was betting that you'd, you'd do Randy Orton. So. Oh, good, good, good. You know what? <laughs> uh, what did Logan lose? Like, two hours? <laughs> Nothing. I know. Just try. Listen to this episode and be like, aww. <laughs> I'm sorry, it Logan. It's a, it's, a, it's a participation trophy. We were in the right, you know, right ballpark. <laughs> um, no, I would, I would absolutely play this again. Um, like just with anybody and everybody uh, again. I think um, there are so many different playbooks. I would, I would love to uh, try something else. Um, and and you know, uh, maybe as I initially pitched, maybe go for a more like CM Punk vibe uh, kind of character and see how like that would play in and, and uh because we didn't do a whole lot of like the break kayfabe stuff um and so i think it would be fun to do a, a um campaign where that was kind of brought in more that would be fun to do and i i waited to do my nonsensical rating with you Aww. because i know you'd be the only person who appreciated this okay uh so for the world for worldwide wrestling I give it a, you know they say all systems are created equal, <laughs> but you look at WWW and you look at other systems and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go into a system with <laughs> a bunch of players, you got a 50-50 chance of winning, but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best to beat me. And then you had Kurt Angle to the mix. The chances of winning drastically go down. See the three-way at sacrifice? You got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning, because Kurt Nickle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning that sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, <laughs> if we was to go one-on-one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got a 141 and two-thirds <laughs> chance of winning. Out of 10. Sponsored by Scott Snyder. <laughs> Scott Steiner. Scott baby. Steiner. Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all uh, for listening to the NWL and this campaign. We we hope you enjoyed it and test complete. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix. Your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.